Halloween! Happy Halloween! Welcome to the darker side of life. I'm Dana. I'm Kristen. I feel like we've been waiting to do this episode for a very long time. I should have dressed up to record. Oh. I mean, I could go put on my pig costume really fast. <laughs> I don't have my unicorn. It's back in Kentucky. <laughs> Why? Because I don't need it in Florida. It's too hot down here. <laughs> So this episode is going to be a little different for Halloween. We decided we wanted to just find some fun, creepy, spooky little stories and tell you guys. And then we have a couple other fun little things to talk about. Like campfire stories. Like, are you afraid of the dark type stories? Growing up, a lot of times, because I loved ghost stories a lot, me and my friends, we would just sit around and we would just tell ghost stories to each other. So that's kind of what I wanted this vibe to be like. I wish I had a fire right now. I mean, not in my apartment, but <laughs> like this could be like a little campfire area. I have my little candles that are now sitting out on my table. There you go. <laughs> it's my mood. <laughs> so should we get started? Sure. All right. So we're going to tell you guys some just little creepy, spooky, Halloween-y type of stories that we found online, and then we'll throw in some other little fun things in the middle. Nice. Who wants to go first? You or me? You can go first. Okay. Some of these stories are kind of short. Okay. But I will read them to you. This one is called The Portraits. Okay. Have you heard of The Portraits? Not The Portraits. Mm -mm. This one comes from Reddit. Um, it was posted by... <laughs> I found a lot of mine on Reddit, too. Lolgasms <laughs> is the username. What is it? I love it. Lolgasms. L-O-L-G-A-S-M-Z. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Um, this user posted one of their favorite creepypastas. And it goes like this. There was a hunter in the woods who, after a long day hunting, was in the middle of an immense forest. It was getting dark, and having lost his bearings, he decided to head in one direction until he was clear of the increasingly oppressive foliage. After what seemed like hours, he came across a cabin in a small clearing. Realizing how dark it had grown, he decided to see if he could stay there for the night. He approached and found the door ajar. Nobody was inside. The hunter flopped down on the single bed, deciding to explain himself to the owner in the morning, should he come by. As he looked around the inside of the cabin, he was surprised to see the walls adorned by several portraits, all painted in incredible detail. <clears throat> Without exception, they appeared to be staring down at him, their features twisted into looks of hatred and malice. Staring back, he grew increasingly uncomfortable. Making a concerted effort to ignore the hateful faces, he turned to face the wall, and exhausted, he fell into a restless sleep. The next morning, the hunter awoke. He turned, blinking in unexpected sunlight. Looking up, he discovered that the cabin had no portraits, only windows. Oh, oh, isn't that That's one creepy? Good? That'd make a good the TV movie or something. Yeah, it would. No, I was expecting it to be like the portraits were. It was like Harry Potter ish, and they're like moved or something. Oh yeah, they like switch. Ooh, that's creepy. I like oh, this I like one. That one. I hadn't heard this one before ever. The portrait. 
thank you. Low yeah. lore, what is it? Low gas. <laughs> yes, thank you. Yeah. My turn? Yeah. Okay. I found mine, all of mine on Reddit as well. That's kind of a treasure, kind of a treasure trove of stories. Okay. This one's not long. It's it's like medium-ish. It's called <laughs> it's called Hide and Seek by BLT with Ranch. Yes. <laughs> okay. I loved playing hide and seek in the woods. There was a mulberry bush that I crawled underneath. Its lush leaves brushed against my face as the tall grass tickled my chin. If I held very still, crickets would chirp and sing nearby. And sometimes I saw the boots of my friend who tried to find me. He never succeeded. He was a nice fellow. I first met him years ago on the old forest path. Autumn wind swirled orange leaves around my ankles. The odd scent of pine, sulfur, and honey wafted from an old hickory tree nestled just off the path. Chills ran down my spine. My friend stepped out from behind a tree. He wore a a tailored gray suit and a blue patterned bow tie. He spoke with a deep voice, smooth as gravy. Good morning, an excellent day for an excellent game. Shall we play? I stopped in my tracks. Mother always told me never to talk to strangers, but he seemed so nice and friendly. Are you lost, mister? Not at all, my dear. Hide and go seek is the name of our game. Care to play? His voice was mesmerizing, melodic. I couldn't say no, and why would I? Hide and seek is such a fun and interesting game. I shall hide first, then you will do the same, he said. Find me, and you are the winner. But of course, if I find you, you lose. What if I win? He grinned. We play again as often as you want. Okay. I went home hours later. Such fun. It was odd, though. I never remembered where he went after waving goodbye. He simply vanished into the woods. Maybe he was particularly good at hiding. Maybe he let me win. Mother warned me to stay away, said strangers were no good to me, said strangers were dangerous, but I didn't listen. My friend was very kind throughout the years. He told me stories about games he played in the woods, saying I was the best hide-and-seek player in a long, long time said that if he ever found me, it would make him very happy, then very sad. Years ago, I moved away from town and into my own apartment. I lost my friend. For a long time afterward, I thought him a figment of my imagination. I believed he was the best of my childhood. This was false. Because I was staring out into the dim streetlight when he appeared in a flash of light. He smiled, but it wasn't comforting. It was dark and full of greed. A chill ran down my spine. I ran to my room and locked the door. The front door burst open. I crawled underneath the bed. My pulse raced. It was just like hiding underneath the mulberry bush. The bedroom door opened and a melodic click and a creak. He put his face to the floor. I held my breath, but his breath smelled like sulfur and honey as he grinned and whispered, found you. Oh, Yeah, I wouldn't play with some rando I met in the no, woods either. But when you're a kid, <laughs> it's all fun. I Let's guess play so. hide and go seek. Do you want to know some fun Halloween facts? Yes. I found I found a couple. Always. Some that I didn't know, some that I did. Okay, so number one, Halloween started as a pre-Christian Celtic festival called Samhain, which is the correct pronunciation, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong. Everyone pronounces it Samhain. Um, it means summer's end, and it's held around the 1st of November. 
So Samhain, I believe, um, it celebrated the final day of the harvest and the crossing of spirits over into the other world. So people in Ireland, the UK, and Northern France would ward off ghosts by lighting sacrificial bonfires and, as you guessed it, yeah. wearing costumes. So that's according to history.com. So if you die in, like, April, do you have to wait until Halloween to cross over? I guess so. You're this is like, like a one-year type of thing. <laughs> Crap, I missed this year. I guess I have to wait till next year. Crap, I gotta wait. Maybe that's why ghost um, haunt people. Some of them are still here. Because yeah. Halloween is the only day, like, the door is opened. Mm-hmm. Um, back then, it was known as guising in Scotland and Ireland, and young people would dress up in costumes and ask for food or money in exchange for songs, poems, or other, quote, tricks. Um, today, the tradition has morphed into children getting dressed up and asking for candy. Yeah, I got this article from Good Housekeeping. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so this is an article I found from Good Housekeeping, and they it was some really cool facts. So that's my my citation for that. Immigrants helped to make the holiday popular in the United States. So it was the Irish when they fled their country in the 1840s because of the potato famine. They brought the Halloween traditions with them, and by the 1920s, the holiday um, of like mischief reached an all-time high. So some believe that the community-based trick-or-treating that we see now that became popular in the 30s is a way to kind of control all the pranks that were happening. So they made it kind of like a community event. Um, nice. Also, the Irish brought us jack-o'-lanterns. So as the story goes, and by the way, you're welcome because I'm Irish. So I want to give credit for this. <laughs> See, immigration's not a bad thing. Yeah, thank you. Things like Halloween. Um, <laughs> Halloween's like the purge for children. I saw that online. The purge for children. Because <laughs> it's like the one day of the year you can dress up, you can stay up late, you go door to door asking for candy and doing things you're not supposed mm -hmm. to do. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so for jack-o'-lanterns there was an irish story about a man named stingy jack and he tricked the devil oh. and therefore he wasn't allowed into heaven or hell so he spent his days roaming the earth carrying a lantern and went by the name by the name jack of the lantern so oh. jack-o'-lanterns nice um michael myers his halloween or the mask he wears in Halloween? I was like, wait, serial killer or Austin Powers? Serial killer. <laughs> Halloween serial killer Michael Myers. Um, the mask he wears in Halloween has kind of a fun backstory, which I didn't know, even though I love this movie. So um, when they were shooting the original in 1978, uh, production designer Tommy Lee Wallace, he went to a local like magic shop on Hollywood Boulevard and picked out two masks and brought them back to set. One was a clown mask, and the other was a William Shatner mask for, as Captain oh. Kirk in Star Trek. So um, Nick Castle, I believe. I don't know who Nick Castle is. Oh, the actor Nick Castle. He said that, so Tommy, the production designer, like he put on the clown mask, and he was like, oh, that's kind of scary. And then he put on the Shatner mask, and everyone stopped, and they were like, oh, my God, that's perfect. So they spray painted it white. They cut the eye holes bigger, and that became his mask. Oh, my God. Yeah. I never knew that. I think that's really cool. <laughs> I'm going to Google it right now because I have the feeling I'll be able to kind of see it. You can mm -hmm. kind of see it. Like, I was looking at a picture. I'm like, oh, yeah, I can kind of see it. But they altered it to make it a little creepier with painting it white, and then they made the eye holes a lot bigger. I can kind of see it around the mm -hmm. nose and mouth. Yeah. 
Michael Myers totally looks like William Shatner. <laughs> I have a friend that dresses like Michael Myers every year for Halloween back in Kentucky. He's crazy. He loves Halloween, as he should. And he likes to scare children. <laughs> He'll just like pop out from behind a tree where you only kind of see half of his face and like half Michael of his Myers body. Does? He just stands there and stares and just like he'll turn his head slowly and watch a certain kid and the kid's looking at them. And one year he was dressed like Michael Myers and they were videotaping some trick-or-treaters and just kind of Halloween events around their house because they go all out. And this one kid is walking down the street. And he's walking down the street. And he's got his little <laughs> bucket and he sees my friend and he stops and he backsteps a couple steps and then turn around and runs in the complete opposite direction. <laughs> he was not having it. <laughs> that would be me. Because you can have yeah. a real psycho that's dressed up as Michael Myers. So do you want to take a guess at what the top Halloween candy is? Reese's peanut butter cups. Nope. No, it's not? Mm -mm. Snickers? Nope. Okay, well, then I'm at a loss because every poll I've ever seen, Reese's peanut butter cups were the best so one. Those are popular. M&M Snickers uh -huh. Reese's cups are popular as right. well as candy corn making the top 10. But candy corn was yeah. that high? Oh, no. Candy corn was ranked the oh. worst Halloween candy. I love candy corn, though. So I do, too. That's what surprised me because everybody else I know kind of doesn't like it, but I love candy corn. So you don't know what the top is? Well, if it's not a Reese's peanut butter cup, then no. This surprised me. It's Skittles. Skittles? Yeah. No. <laughs> You're like, uh. who did they interview for this poll? I question It was done by candystore.com, a survey done by candystore.com. Who did they interview? They said, according to 11 years of sales data from candystore.com, it was Skittles. Okay. Whatever you mm -hmm. say. Yep. I'm still going to go with Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. Reese's is my favorite. I love Reese's Cups. Snickers is my favorite. No, I love Reese's, and I think in part it's because when I was little on Halloween, usually before like trick-or-treating started, my mom would get me dressed in my costume and get me all ready, and then she'd bring me over to my grandma's house, and she would stand me in front of the door, and my mom would like stand off to the side so she couldn't be seen, and then she'd have me knock on the door and my grandma would come and I'd be in my costume and I'd be like, trick or treat. And she'd act like she didn't know me every Aww. time. And, oh, what are you? Who are you? You're so cute. All of that. And it would like, I would be like, grandma, it's me. <laughs> and she would act all surprised. And then she would give me a big Reese cup. Oh, that's adorable. So I always, I always liked doing that. And then Did as I got older, I'm like, she totally knew who I was. <laughs> <laughs> Did you and Emily ever trade candy or anything after? No, we didn't. I think <gasps> really? because I think because we like we never trick or treated together. Except oh. I guess we did a couple right. times when I was really little. But she trick or treated with her friends. I had mine. But there was one year where I got a stomach virus the night like before Halloween. Oh no! And so um, I was really like I was sick through the night, and then like on the actual day of Halloween, I didn't feel great, but I hadn't got sick. So my mom said. I could go out. I could, I could try and go out. Like, let's, let's see what happens. And I think I made it down like one side of one street in our whole neighborhood before I realized I don't feel good. But that was the year everybody brought me candy. Like all oh, of my sweet. friends, all of my sister's friends who they were, they were probably like 16, 17 at the time. They were older anyway. So they brought me their like candy that they had. They must've gone out or something like 
older kids sometimes do. Um, one of her friend's brothers gave me all of his like king size candy bars. Oh my so God. I may bank that year. I didn't even go out and I had so much candy that year. First of all, getting the full size candy bar is the goal, like jackpot and giving it to somebody didn't do that. You were special. I was special. <laughs> I remember just like sitting on the couch and all these people bringing me candy. I'm like, this is great. I didn't even drink awesome. a treat. I'm going to be yeah. sick next year. Um, we would come home and then we'd always trick or treat together. And some years, well, most years, we would go to my best friend's house and then like either she would come to our neighborhood or would go to theirs and we'd all trick or treat together, the four of us, and under parental supervision, of course, because <laughs> we were all young. And um, when we got home, we would dump all of our candy out and like our parents would look through it and make sure nothing's open or, you know, couldn't be eaten or whatnot. And once we got the go ahead and threw out all the bad ones. We divided them up into little piles, like suckers go here. Here's dum-dums, here's blow pops, here's Tootsie Rolls, according to color and flavor, also arranged. <laughs> wow. Chocolate bars, gummies, gumballs, like everything. And then we we sit across from each other and then the trading began. <laughs> it was like we were negotiating a UN peace treaty or something. It's like, I will give you three pieces of gum for that Snickers bar. And like, no, no deal. I want two pieces of gum and two Tootsie Rolls. <laughs> it was got intense. We never we did. did that. We were, we were pretty hardcore with it. I, um, I would go, it would be me, my friend, Anne, and then my friend, Stella, who, hello, Stella. She listens to episodes. So hello. You'll remember Hi. our trick-or-treating days. <laughs> we would go, it was always the three of us and we would hit each one of our neighborhoods so we would usually I feel like we would start in mine maybe and we once we covered mine then someone's parent would pick us up take us to the next one we do that one then they drive us to the third and then that's where we would end our night so we had three pretty big um, neighborhoods that we would do but Stella and she'll laugh about this her mom was very very healthy growing up and Stella wasn't allowed a lot of candy which she sometimes, you know, got around um, by <laughs> coming to our house and <laughs> eating food she wasn't supposed to. But her mom would let her, I believe, her let her have candy that night. And then after that, it was taken away from her. So Stella would usually be in the back of the car binging on candy. As we went. Oh, my God. I would be so sick. I, I would eat all of it. I to save all of mine. Anne usually wanted to save all of hers. Like, you want to save as much as possible and see how much you get by the end of the night. Stella would be the one eating right. as we're walking down the street because she knew it was going to get taken away from her. And then there was the year. Um, it was after Halloween. We had some kind of school party or something. We had a pinata. And... um we busted it open all this candy fell out and Stella was like that's my Halloween candy oh my gosh yeah I feel like I want to like take Stella to a candy store now <laughs> adult trick-or-treating so do we want to tell another story okay I'll tell my other reddit story okay this one was posted by rum cake no <laughs> reddit has the best username yeah blt with ranch and rum cake Sweet. and orgasms <laughs> This one's called, I found an open Wi-Fi connection. Mm. I like this one because I was looking for modern ones. I didn't want to do like the hook hand that most people have heard yeah, about. Yeah, I found a lot like, of those, like your classic. Those kind of urban legend stories right. that everybody knows about. So I wanted to look for one a little more modern. This one's called, I found an open Wi-Fi connection. And it goes like this. Okay. Oh, <laughs> it goes Sorry. like this. And she literally <laughs> was... like looked over her shoulder like something was coming through the door. I'm waiting for it to connect. Thank you very much. <laughs> no. 
I heard something in the back of the apartment. They didn't believe me when I told them there was an open wireless network in range aptly named free Wi-Fi. It was rather slow, but that's not the problem. You see, we were camping in the middle of nowhere in the um, Tar Hollow Forests for any fellow Ohioans out there. Hmm. You'll probably be familiar with this. We parked the truck about a mile down the trail. And from there, it was a 15-minute drive to the only ramp onto the highway. We were far removed from civilization, to say the least. After we were all done checking in on Facebook and replying to Snapchats, my friend and I made a game of finding the source of the signal. Marco and Sean went in one direction. Mike and I went in the other. So they spread out like four directions. Three minutes later, we were all back at the site. The signal dropped off after 185 paces in the direction I went and about 250 in the opposite. We agreed with Sean's proposal to go in a third direction, so to approximate by triangulation the whereabouts of the source. Marco counted the steps, Mike kept an eye on the signal indicator, and Sean and I looked out for anything that remotely resembled a router. About 100 feet in, Mike told Marco to stop counting. The signal was at full strength. I looked around for flashing LEDs or running cables or anything that lit up. Marco suggested it could be a pocket Wi-Fi hotspot that another camper had left behind, though that was unlikely since there was no 3G coverage out here. (laughs) We found nothing. We gave up the search and made our way back towards the campsite. That's when the Wi-Fi signal disappeared. The sun was setting and it was starting to fog up. A little spooked, we agreed we would pack our stuff and hike back to the truck. When we got back, we realized we had been robbed. (laughs) Our bags were torn open, our food supplies were missing, and our tents were toppled. What immediately seemed odd to me was that the thieves hadn't taken our laptops or cameras. Upon closer inspection, all they took were food and beverages. And in my opinion, that was the scary part. Needless to say, we crammed whatever we could into our torn up bags and made a dash for the truck. It wasn't until we got into the truck that Mike told us to check our phones. The Wi-Fi signal was at full strength again. A chill ran down my spine when I saw the name of the connection. Run, boys, run. Oh, my God. (laughs) Which is weird because we're going camping next weekend. These past two stories have dealt with being in the woods. And my next one does, too. Oh, really? Yes, it does. So be careful when you're in the woods. I have a camp one, too. I want to hear it. This one I got from Reddit. It's called Heat Lightning by Mr. Dank Snake. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) These keep getting better and better. (laughs) Okay. So my friends and I were camping at a spot that my friend Andrew's family owned. It was a secluded patch of land on a river. We cooked hot dogs, told stories, listened to music, all the typical camping stuff. When night came, a light fog appeared from the river and made its way across the campsite. Heat lightning began illuminating the area in sudden frequent bursts. It was around 2 a.m., and I couldn't sleep. So I got out of my hammock and began to walk around. I love nature, so I felt peace in the solitude of exploring the woods alone. Bad idea. (laughs) But I like doing that. (laughs) I made my way around the surrounding area, guided only by the short spurts of radiance provided by the lightning. As I wandered, something caught my attention. As the lightning illuminated the area, I would often hear a faint, abrupt snapping noise. I paused, trying to analyze what I heard. My first thought was of twigs being split, but the noise sounded the exact same each time. My next theory was that the noise was a switchblade of a knife being sprung sprung open, but that made no sense. Why would anyone repeatedly open and close their knife like that? 
I dismissed that theory and I stood there confused and uneasy. I figured the most logical answer was simply paranoia and that there was nothing to fear. Despite this, I still felt uncomfortable and decided to go to sleep for the night. When we all woke up in the morning, something caught our attention. We gathered around the fire pit to see a small white piece of paper sitting on top of the extinguished ashes. We flipped it over and saw something very disturbing. It was a Polaroid picture of me walking alone in the woods, illuminated by the lightning. The end. That was the snapping noise. It was a picture. Oh, yeah. The Mm -hmm. Polaroid doing it. Oh, geez. Yeah. Oh, that'd be creepy. Yeah, that would be really creepy. I'd be out First there. of all, I don't think I would walk in a lightning storm, though. I wouldn't walk in the woods alone at night by myself. No, no. But during the day, sure. Um, did you make a list of your favorite scary movies? I did. I don't even think I could do all of them. Do you want to do top five? Sure. Okay, what's your first? I don't think I could pick one favorite scary movie mm-hmm. because I like them all for different reasons. But these are the ones that I picked out that I've liked the best. And there's that's so kind of how mine were. I I based mine on just see. I'm not a movie critic, and I know a lot of people yeah. are gonna be like, "Oh my gosh, it's such a bad movie." I picked mine on movies that I will watch over and over and over again, no matter how many. Oh, yeah, times. I have a lot of them. Movies that I think are really good. This is what I'm gonna do um, because I don't think I can pick favorite favorites. And people are gonna laugh at me for this. I don't care. But I thought the Blair Witch Project was a good movie. I I laughed. You're laughing at me. No, I laughed at the movie when I saw the Blair Witch Project. I just laughed. I saw it when it was really early on and they still had the, oh, this is based on real footage, like Mm -hmm. hype was going around. And it was supposed to be super scary. This was before Heather Donahue appeared on late night talk shows saying, I'm not dead. (laughs) So I saw it in that short little window of time where people thought it was real. Yeah, it was that first like found footage genre i don't think it was like the first one but it's the one that propelled it into like this whole new genre of filmmaking Mm -hmm. and i mean it was a little slow in the beginning it was really kind of messed up and some people got a little nauseous with all the camera shaking and it's like okay when's this going to move on when's the scary stuff going to happen but the last half of that movie y'all thought was really good Mm -hmm. when she finds like the teeth and stuff and all the sticks in the woods and at the end when they go into the house it's just really creepy and i just thought that was really well done I haven't seen any of the sequels, though, and I probably won't. I, I think I did watch a couple of the sequels. And I do, I do think it's a good movie. I just remember watching it for the first time and just being, I just laughing. But at that point, I think <laughs> yeah. there had been so much hype about it that yeah. I just found it funny. But it is a really good, like, slow build horror. Yeah. And what makes it creepy, I think, is I think in horror movies, when you see the monster... When you start seeing it all the time, it's not scary, and you never it takes really away from it. Yeah, and Blair Witch, you never really see the monster. It's just out there in the woods right. making sounds, and you know it's there. I thought the Paranormal Activity movies were good too. Mm-hmm. The first one was the best, and then they get better and worse from there. Well, not better, but they get okay and then worse from there. But yeah. I thought that one was really creepy. I saw that one in the movie theater too. But I thought those movies were pretty good, too, because they're kind of found Mm footage-esque. But they were just really creepy, and all this stuff happens, and you turn on the light, and there's, like, little demon footprints by the bed. Yeah, demon stuff creeps me out. I have have paranormal activity on my list, too, just because demon stuff really creeps me out. Yes. I thought The Grudge was good. That one was really creepy because that freaking ghost that made that noise was terrifying. (laughs) Um, I saw that in the theater, but I only saw it once, so I can't comment on it. 
I used to have it on DVD and I watched it before, but I remember having a bad dream once that the little cloud was appearing in the corner of my bedroom. See, I don't even remember that. that. Oh gosh, I do. And then I was trying to scream and trying to be like, don't come here. I don't want you here. Just trying to do anything I could to get it away. But then I woke up and I was laying in my bed and it was one of these things where you can't move. And I was trying to scream and I couldn't scream, but I'm wide awake for those like four or five seconds. It was terrifying. You had sleep paralysis. Yeah. And it was the first time I've ever had that. And it was after I watched that movie. So what else do I have on here? Poltergeist. That's a good one. Classic. The Exorcist, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. It's the OG. I'm just going through a bunch of movies I like. The Witch was a good movie. That's on my list, too. Is it? Mm -hmm. And I love that one because they don't have any soundtrack or score to it. And that enhances the creepy factor. Mm -hmm. Because there are scenes in that movie where it's kind of silent for a long time. And you're sitting there in the movie theater and you're just like not eating popcorn and not moving and not doing anything. So there's all this tension in the air. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought that was good. I wouldn't call that horror, really, but it was definitely, like, really high on tension, and the sounds that they did have were... Creepiness. Creepy. Yeah. No, I have that on my list. The Witch. Hereditary was a good movie. That's on my list, too. Is it? (laughs) Yes, it is. That was a good one. Misery, which is another older one that I really liked. Misery. Misery was great. Um, Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice was good. And this one's not really scary, but The Craft is on my list. This one just my favorite dark That's a good one. movies ever. That's a good one. You yeah. cannot watch the last half of that movie because of the snakes. Nope, I cannot. Yep. Nope, probably why I haven't. Okay, there's three movies on here that I want to talk about that are lesser known scary movies. They're okay. I first saw them on Netflix, so I think they're Netflix movies. I'm not sure. Okay. Or if they just appeared on Netflix. The Autopsy of Jane Doe I thought was really good. <gasps> yes. Movie. Yeah, um, that was really good. Devil's Pass was good. That's the one that's based off the Dialoff Pass incident. Yep. And it then was. the one called Last Shift about this um, security guard who has to spend one night in this police station that they're moving mm-hmm. and all these weird, creepy stuff happens to her. Yep, I've seen I that one those too. movies were really well done to be like Netflix-only movies. Yeah, I've yeah I've seen all of those. I, I was trying to think of Last Shift. Yeah. Um, yeah, I watched that. I remember I watched that when I was house sitting for you when you and Ryan were in Arizona. Yeah. I think I watched it for the first time then. And then I watched it. My dad was in town and he loves scary movies and doesn't watch them at home because my mom hates them. So I was like, oh, I have a good one for you. And we watched it again. <laughs> I don't remember in the movie about the aliens either that come at night. And it was like 3.33 in the morning. Oh, yep. Fourth kind. Yeah, fourth kind. That one was creepy. Mm-hmm. And I remember I watched yeah. that one with you too. And then yep. I woke up and it was like, 329 and I was like shit I have to go back to bed go back to sleep go back to sleep <laughs> <laughs> um I have a couple I want to talk about okay that you didn't cover go just a couple you covered most and then of I'll them. talk about the first movie that ever scared me okay my number one scary movie is Halloween of course I love that movie it's I watch it every Halloween I don't know there's something about Michael Myers just like he's just a guy he's not supernatural i mean okay don't think i just think about the first movie not all the rest where they keep killing him and he keeps coming back i don't i don't pay attention to those i think about the very first one where he's just a guy he's not supernatural he's not paranormal he's just this messed up psycho guy who breaks out of the hospital and is coming back to his childhood home and like to me that's scarier than any kind of like Saw movie or Hostel where it's just all bloody and gross. Hostel like that's not scary. Saw was good. 
they got progressively worse but torture porn i just can't do like it's just for shock value and to be gross and it takes something out of it for me it's not scary yeah at all like michael myers walking slowly across the yard toward the victim that's trying to like get inside the house like that's terrifying to me because that could happen it has happened probably i mean it has happened stalked people and yeah um, so yeah, Halloween's my all-time go-to. The Conjuring is the next one. Conjuring's a good one. Oh yeah, that one. That one legit scared me when I first saw it, and it, it takes a lot to scare me when I see horror movies. Like I might be scared when I'm watching it, but then once it's off, I'm fine. But yeah, The Conjuring actually scared me. I was house sitting for my cousin at the time. And I remember sleeping with, I had to keep the TV on all night with chick flick, like chick flicks on. <laughs> like, yeah, I think I had like, she's all that on and some other, like, okay, I have seen that movie. That one was yep. really cute. It's good. But I could, I was so creeped out that I had to have it. Okay. You talked about paranormal activity, the witch hereditary. Okay. This is not a scary movie, but this is my favorite Halloween movie. Besides Halloween, it's Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus. I knew you were going to say Hocus Pocus. It's not scary, but it is my Halloween movie. So I'm waiting for my shirt to come in. That should be coming in this week. And on it, it says, come, we fly. And has a picture of a broom, a mop, and a vacuum cleaner on it. (laughs) I'm so excited. Um, That's all the movies I have listed. You cover the rest of them. I do. I covered a lot of them. I just wrote down ones that like I like the most. Mm-hmm. Um, the first movie I remember that ever scared me was Gremlins. Gremlins. <laughs> to be fair, it came out when I was two years old. I probably watched it when I was four or mm-hmm. five, so I was young. And at the, I was okay until the very end of the movie when they talk about how you know check under your bed and in your closet and turn your lights on because you never know if there's a gremlin in your house. And then I'm like. Oh my God, there's a gremlin in the house. So when I went to bed, I remember making my dad go through every room in the house, turning on the lights. We even looked inside of the washer and dryer and he had to show me that there's no gremlins in the house before I would go to sleep. Great, Ed. So good. I know. Maybe I was like six when I watched it. I don't remember, but I do remember that that was the first movie where I thought about it after it went off. Mm -hmm. And it's got Corey Feldman in it. And that's probably where I started liking Corey Feldman. Um, I remember my sister watched Cujo when she was four. Ooh, Cujo's good. My dad thought that would be a good idea. <laughs> yeah. This is the man that lets you buy a Lizzie Borden book at the book fair. See, I would have been totally fine with it. My sister, however, was not a horror movie child and it scared her and she was a little scared of dogs after that. My mom wasn't too happy about that. Do you want to take a quiz to see how you would survive in a horror movie? Yes. <laughs> All right. Okay. So five people in your town have been murdered in the last week. You're home alone and you hear an eerie noise. What do you do? Run, hide and call a friend, find a weapon and stand your ground or stay put. It's probably nothing. Well, I would find a weapon and stand my ground, but honestly, I'd probably think it's one of my cats. Okay. Well, that's not an option. So find a weapon, stand your ground. There's that one. Okay. I'd find a weapon because I'm very conscious of things that are around me sometimes when I get startled, woken up. Well, it doesn't mean you're, it, it didn't say you were asleep, did it? Just that you heard a noise? Oh, I don't know. I just figured oh. I was asleep. Okay, next one. 
The school is put on lockdown because of a homicidal clown sighting on campus. Oh, God. Who do you call first? A friend to come pick you up. You're not sticking around with the clown on the loose. A news station to describe what you're experiencing. Your crush so you can confess your feelings. Or your parents to tell them you love them. Oh, geez. I feel like there's no right <laughs> answer here. I'd want to text my parents and tell them I love them just in case. I mean, this kind of sounds like a borderline school shooter situation. But I'd really, I'd want to peace out. What do you fear the most? Knife-wielding maniacs, career criminals with no moral compass, or ghosts and demons? Who probably ghosts and demons. The other ones I could shoot and kill. How do you think you will die in real life? Something strange or something boring? Something boring. You're kidnapped and left alone in an abandoned warehouse. What's your survival skill? I can dislocate my thumbs and slip out of my restraints. I can fight my way out, or I'm clever and can talk my way out. I'd fight my way out. What are your famous last words? Oh, God, it means I'm going to die. <laughs> At least I don't have to pay my student loans. Oh, shit, or oh, hell no, not today. Probably oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's really what I would say. My student loans are paid off, so yeah, probably oh, shit. How fast can you run the mile? Under oh, 20 minutes, 30 whole minutes, or under 10 minutes? I can do one in under 20 minutes. Okay. What's your social click at school? The stoner oh, crew, geez. the jocks and populars, the alt kids, or the misfits? The alt kids and part stoner crew. Too bad I can't have two options. Do you want to know what you got? Yes. You are decapitated in the woods behind the head cheerleader's house. Oh, geez. First of all, why am I at the head cheerleader's house? Because I hang out with the stoner and the alt kids. <laughs> what are we doing there? And that's not a boring way to die. That's kind of awesome. You want to know mine? Yes. I survived the whole film. <laughs> You're probably the killer. I'm that's probably why. the killer. Oh, no. Why didn't you come save me? Why didn't you come pick me up from school when I texted you? <laughs> that was my, that was the one I chose too. Yeah, but you said out. you were going to fight your way out from being kidnapped. Mine was I could talk my way out of being kidnapped. Yeah, I'm not very good at the talkie thing. And I cannot dislocate my thumbs and escape. Although I would look for ways to escape. But, I mean, if I'm kidnapped, I'm going to... I probably am going to figure that I'm going to die anyway. So I'm going to fight my way to the death. I mean, if you're going to kill me anyway, then I'm not going to just let you take me down. I think you have one more story. I have one more story. I do. This is another story that comes out of Ohio. Sweet. Did you do that on purpose? No, it just happened to be this way. This is called the Seventh Barn, and I'm not going to tell you where I get it until the very end. Okay, I'm I'm curious. By the way, okay. I'm moving to Ohio in a couple months, so <laughs> please don't go looking for the barn. <laughs> oh, you know I will. Of course you will. I'll have to go with you. <laughs> don't go find it without me. Okay, this is the Seventh Barn. Or the Seven Barns, depending on the story name. It's a okay. scary urban legend about a haunted barn in Ohio that's believed to have been the scene of grisly murders of an entire family. Oh, my. Yeah. There was a wealthy farmer who owned a lot of land in Ohio. He built a new barn on his property every time his wife had a baby. He named the barns after each of his children, and by the time the story takes place, they had six kids and were expecting number seven. However... The farmer's wife died in childbirth, and so did her unborn baby. The farmer went insane with grief and couldn't tend to his farm. The family had no money, and the farm started going under. 
They say that one night, in the depths of his madness and despair, the farmer took an axe and led his children out to the barns where he murdered them one by one. He buried each of their bodies in the six barns that had been named after them. Then the farmer went to the seventh barn where he hung himself. As the story goes, all of the barns were eventually torn down and the land was sold off, all except for the seventh barn. Nobody wanted to buy the land because of what had happened there, so it was abandoned, the barn was abandoned, and soon fell into disrepair. They say if you go to that barn at night, you can see the ghosts of the farmer hanging from the rafters, his body swinging back and forth in the wind, dwelling on his terrible crime for all eternity. No one was ever really sure where the seventh barn was located, although it was definitely in Ohio. Some say it was the Kranz Farm in Cuyahoga Valley, if I pronounced that right, and others said it was top of the world in Northampton, so you need to figure out these places. You know it In 1997, a local teacher claimed that after a lot of research, he finally managed to track down the real location of the infamous 7th Barn. He said none of the barns had ever actually been torn down. The land had just been divided up and sold off, and the barns had simply been incorporated into neighboring farms. According to the teacher, he was able to pinpoint the correct location because of all the barns on the neighboring properties had the little nameplates above the doors Mm -hmm. with the names of the children engraved on them. The teacher and his son set out at night to visit the barn, bringing a video camera with them in the hopes of capturing some paranormal activity. The next morning, the teacher's wife reported her husband and son missing. Police found their abandoned car by the roadside. While searching the area, they entered a barn in a nearby field and found the dead bodies of the teacher and his son hanging from the rafters. (gasps) And this comes from scaryforkids.com. Scary for kids? (laughs) What the crap? (laughs) Oh my god! Maybe I should have looked on scaryforkids.com. That's creepy. Scaryforkids.com. Um. Yep. That's that's on my list. When I make my move, I'm gonna figure out where these barns are. I have one more story. Okay, tell it to me. Okay, so I figured I'd end on a Halloween story. This one's from Reddit, and it's from a user called Born to Raise Hell. Yes. And the story is called Trick or Treat. So Jack, 11 years old, sighed with boredom. It was his favorite holiday, Halloween, and he had to spend it with his grandparents in a house in the middle of nowhere. The day before, he was in town looking for anything that could be fun, and he was disappointed. He was thinking that he'd have to miss out on his favorite holiday, and the thought made him sad. His grandfather looked at him, concerned, hearing the youngster sigh. What's wrong, Jack? He asked. Jack sighed again before replying. There's nowhere to trick or treat. The decorations are lame and the candy here sucks. I've never heard of any of this, meaning the candy. His grandfather smiled and spoke again. Jack, I've got a Halloween story about the candy that I think will stop you from being bored. Jack sighed for a third time. His grandpa's stories were always lame. His grandfather heard this but spoke anyways. The reason you've never heard of the types of candy here is because it's only in this town. It's something special we have here. Have you ever wondered how this town seems to keep itself so well? Jack had wondered this, but he didn't want to give his grandpa the satisfaction of knowing that and kept quiet. His grandfather went on. When this area was discovered, it was a sacred place, unoccupied, but buzzing with an energy. The 16 founders who decided to start farms here are said to have made a deal with the god of this land. The idea came from their leader, David Bannister. The first child of each generation in these families would be sacrificed to the god to ensure prosperity. 
Over the years, the town grew, but the tradition has a way of remaining. Jack looked on in horror. But what does that have to do with candy? His grandfather smiled. Well, something has to be done with the leftovers. Jack stopped chewing the piece, and he looked at the taffy in shock. He spit it out and looked at the bowl on the table, noticing the different skin-colored hues in the bowl. He'd heard a chuckle behind him and turned, finally noticing the hungry glint in his grandfather's eye. For the first time in his life, Jack Bannister, an only child, felt truly afraid. Oh, jeez. He's about to be sacrificed. Goodbye. This is what you get for being rude to your grandparents and so disrespectful. <laughs> Don't be rude. <laughs> so I found this website, this cool website that listed um, the top Halloween costume of every year. It went back from 1950. Oh, 50. Wow. Yep. I could go back all the way to 1950 and figure out the top costumes nice. every year. So that's why I asked you the year you were born yesterday. 1982. 1982. And you have a guess? My guess is E.T. because that movie came out in 1982. Okay. It's not E.T. Oh, man. Okay. What is it? Annie. Annie? Like Little Orphan Annie? Uh-huh. That was... Have you ever seen the movie Little Orphan Annie? Yes. I used to love that movie. It's Annie. Well, because you hated E.T. I you should have put e. that on your scary movies list. Because <laughs> it's traumatizing movie. That was the first. Well, the movie didn't scare me. It was my cousin who scared me. <laughs> your cousin ruined E.T. for you. He really did. I still can't watch it. Annie. Okay. Annie. I would not have thought that. But mm -hmm. I thought Annie. for sure it would have been E.T. So I was born in 1985. Do you have any guesses for me? 1985. Fraggles? I don't know. <laughs> Marty McFly from Back to the Future. Marty McFly. That's awesome. Yep, that was named Marty McFly. So I did put a shout out on Instagram to see if any of our users would give me their date of, not their date of birth, but their year of birth. So I could let them know. So, and I promised them a little shout out on our Halloween podcast. So thank you, Michelle, on Instagram. She gave me her year is 1966. And nice. that year is Star Trek because Star Trek. that was the year that the show was released. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool. So 66 was Star Trek. So Melissa or Michelle didn't know if we could go back to 1966. And I told her, I said, we got gotcha. you. We can go all the way back to 1950. That's nice. <laughs> That's really cool. Mm -hmm. And then... Thank you to the Paranormal Podcast Snob on Instagram. Love it. Who gave me the date 1994, and that is a lion from The Lion King. I was going to say Lion King. At first, I was like, yep. friends? No. And it's got to no. be Lion King. Yep. It's The Lion King. So, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. I also looked up 1979 because I know that's uh, my sister's birth year, and that was Superman. So, Emily, Superman? you are Superman. Yep. Okay. What was 1964? Do you have the list in front of you? I don't, but let me look it up. And this was an article, surprisingly, from Cosmopolitan. 64 was Elizabeth Taylor. Oh, I could see that. I think that's when Cleopatra came out. Mm -hmm. it, it is. I love that movie. Oh, the Beatles were was the top in 1970. 1970? Because mm -hmm. they kind of broke up. Here's one that I did. 97 Spice Girls. You're a Spice Girl? Which Spice was, Girl were you? I was Sporty Spice. Oh, Sporty Spice. I could mm -hmm. see it. She was my favorite. Nowadays, you could probably just wear regular workout gear. and. Be I mean, spice. I really just like wore regular clothes. And, yeah. Yeah, which I think was really confusing when I actually like went trick-or-treating because they're like, what? <laughs> what are you? <laughs> like, 
Are you just the best? <laughs> so what was your favorite Halloween costume? My favorite Halloween costume mm-hmm. coincides with the favorite, ha- well, most memorable Halloween memory. It was the same year. I was a Hershey's Kiss. Okay. And my mom made this costume for me. She got a pattern for it because she can sew. She's so creative with this stuff. And it was, it was pictured like a dress that kind of like comes up, starts at your neck and it was sleeveless and it just like bells out in the shape Mm -hmm. of a Hershey kiss and it come down to about my knees and yeah. And she just like stuffed it with like newspaper and stuff to make it like go out. And she made this like head thing too, where you put it over, it's like a hat, like a, like a beanie hat. Mm-hmm. And I put it over my head, but it went all the way down to my neck and like closed across my neck where only my face was <laughs> sticking out. And she made the little point on the top and a big long ribbon that said Hershey's Kisses on it. Oh, I that love went it. down the side of my costume. I want to find a picture of this so bad. I need to email her and ask her if she has one she can send to me. It was the best costume and I loved it so much. It was probably really warm too. Um, it was not warm at all because oh, I had okay. white tights on and again, it was sleeveless. And this is the year that it snowed on Halloween. <laughs> That's so funny. You say that. That's yes. so funny because that I'm going to talk about my favorite Halloween memory. And it, the year it snowed. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. a lot of people in that area remember the year it snowed on Halloween mm-hmm. and yeah. I was trick or treating at my friend's house and um, her mom ended up, usually we walked, but her mom got her van that time and was driving us around because it was also cold and she brought his coats. But the reason she went and got her van was because I stepped in a hole and twisted my ankle so bad. Ow. And so she had the van where you can open the door on the side. And so I would sit mm-hmm. in there and my best friend would take my bag up to the doors and she's like, trick or treat. She's like, can I get some for my friend too? She hurt herself. And I'm like in the van waving. <laughs> Easiest trick or treat year ever. I know. It was just like so much was happening that year, but just, definitely the most memorable one that's mine too the year it snowed I wonder what year that was I don't know I I do remember that very well and that was the year of my favorite costume too so it's funny so my favorite costume was the year I dressed up not just as a black cat but my black cat that I had growing up so I had a black cat named Lizzie and she was all black except for a little white mark she had on her neck so I wanted to be a black cat for Halloween so I had on black, I had, I did black socks and then those black stirrup pants. Stirrup like, pants. Yep, I had the stirrup had pants and I wore them over, I had a um, a long sleeve leotard, a gymnastics leotard, a black gymnastics leotard. And because it was kind of cold, I wore a white turtleneck under that. So like my neck was white. So that was like my little white spot. For oh, my cat. that's so cute. And then my mom took, I had a black headband, actually kind of the one I have on right now. And she sewed ears onto it, little black ears like, made out of like black cardboard or something. So she like put ears on my little headband that I could wear. And then we had this black face paint and she painted my nose black and she put little whiskers out. And I oh, remember nice. coming down the stairs and my cat sitting there and she saw me, her oh, back God. arched, like her back full out, like that cat back arch, her tail puffed out, her hair went up and she started hissing at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
you should go as your cat again this year for Halloween. <laughs> so there's a there's a picture of me. I'm like laying next to Lizzie, like trying to hold her, and she looks terrified. <laughs> oh, she was not happy. Um, but yeah, that was the year it snowed. And so of course it snowed, so I probably had to wear like a coat over it. And I my mom had bought me just like those white keds, those ked yeah. shoes. They were leather, so my feet wouldn't get so wet. But yeah, I remember trick or treating in the snow, and same thing. Like my friend's dad would yeah. follow us in his car to make sure we were okay. But we were brats, and we were annoyed. We didn't want him there, so we take snowballs and throw it at his car to try and get him <laughs> to go away. <laughs> no, I definitely needed the van that time I went because my foot was killing me. But yeah, I just yeah. remember it was so different because it had snowed, and it was exciting because we had snow, and yeah, it was weird. Do you remember the costumes where it was almost like a bag that you just had an armhole and um, the head hole and then the plastic mask that looks like you're about to rob a bank and they had the little eye holes through it and the one little... No. You don't? Oh, gosh. No. I have to send you a picture of this. They were, these were the most 80s costumes ever and they're terrifying now. But I went to She-Ra one year and I think my best friend went to She-Ra too. Like, I think we probably swapped costumes a lot when we were younger. I remember one year we were hippies, so we got, like, flower child, big, like, shirts with the big sleeves and bell bottoms and flowers mm -hmm. everywhere. Um, I was a witch one year, and I feel like this was a year where I did, we didn't really have anything planned out, but we wanted to go trick-or-treating. So I had a witch hat and, like, a witch costume from the year before, a couple years before, and I put it on, and it didn't think it was enough and my dad was like hang on a minute so he went in this gun cabinet and he has a camo stick it's like oh, like oh my god he gave her a gun soldiers would wear you know in like vietnam and stuff and of course he worked on a military base so he had a lot of it so he put it all over my face and neck and all over my hands so i was green and that was really <laughs> awesome you're the wicked witch that could be a green witch and then my sister was a spaceman one year because she didn't have a costume so we wrapped her in tinfoil <laughs> <laughs> around her and she was walking so stiff because pieces would fall off so she was kind of like the stiff little spaceman god i don't remember a lot i remember the cat costume i there's one where i'm really little probably my first time i trick-or-treated and my sister used to be in dance and so i think my parents just stuck me in one of her dance costumes and they had like dog ears or something like sequin little dog so it was like a little sequin dog or something yeah um i was the cat i did i was a little 50s girl where i had the poodle skirt and the sweater and my hair and the high little ponytail with a scarf i think i was a hippie one year i was a witch in college we did trick or treating around our dorm for little kids and i had yeah. i had a like a black a long like black skirt that I wore and I bought a little witch's hat so do you all want to hear a story about the time I tried to go to a party with Dana a Halloween party and what happened <laughs> oh my god no <laughs> okay 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 I I literally just thought of this and I'm like I have to tell this story this is hilarious you have to admit it's really funny bananas it's like a classic Halloween story. So it was my first Halloween in Florida. Dana wanted to get me out because I had gone through a breakup and needed to get out of the house and wanted to go to a Halloween party. So who were your, what were your friends' names? Darren and Ashley. Darren and Ashley. Okay. And I've heard about Darren and Ashley for years that they really got into Halloween. They go all out. So Dana invited me to the party and it was just going to be me and her. 
So I was not very creative that year with a costume. I think I dressed up. Yeah, I was, I took out all my horseback riding gear and like put all that on. I had a helmet, I had a crop, I had my chaps, I had everything. So, oh, and I was Cusco from the Emperor's New Group, which good. is a yeah, bad costume. That's not the point of the story. It's what you did. Oh my God. <laughs> this is so funny. So it was, it was really rainy that night. Like we went at night. It was pretty rainy that night. I remember it was like rainy and foggy which is not really typical for Florida, but I remember being dark. I remember being rainy. Dana knew where she was going. Allegedly. Allegedly. I'll defend myself when you're done with the story. We're driving through this really like nice community, nice neighborhood. And she said, well, they, you know, you'll see the house. Like it's always decorated. They always go out. One house with so many decorations in the front yard. So we pull up to the house. It's all decorated out front. It is. There's some cars out front. Again, I've never met Darren Ashley. I have no idea who they are. You know, we go to the house. We knock on the door. Some guy answers. He's got a mask on. I remember like he had a mask on. Couldn't really see his face. We're like, hey, happy Halloween. He steps aside. We walk in. I can see people through through the house. They're like toward the back, like playing pool, dressed up. There's obviously a party going on. I get distracted because two beautiful black labs run up to me. So me, I have social anxiety with new people to where like immediately I'm like, okay, cool. Like two dogs I can concentrate on. Like I don't have to, it's dogs. I don't have to worry about like meeting new people. So I'm petting the dogs and I'm all excited. And I hear Dana say next to me, I have to go out to my truck. And she says it kind of low. And then, so of course my panic kicks in and I'm like, oh my God, don't leave me with new people that I don't know. Like you can't do this. So I look at Dana. I'm like, do you want me to come with you? And immediately she's like, yes, come with me now. I'm like, crap, like what the hell, what's going on? What is wrong with Dana? So I, you know, pet the dog. I go to walk outside. Dana is like running across the lawn at that point. I'm running after her and she looks at me and she says, this isn't the right house. Darren and Ashley do not have dogs. <laughs> okay. To be fair though, in my defense. No, Dana took me into the some stranger's house for some Halloween party. In my defense, I had been over there a handful of times, always at night, and all of these houses looked the exact same. Mm -hmm. And Darren and Ashley's house always had a shit ton of Halloween decorations in the front. It looks like a cemetery. There's orange lights. There's spider webs. There's the whole thing. And the one year somebody else decides to decorate as much as they do i'm like okay i'm just pulling right here because i don't remember their house number and i feel like that may have been the year when one of them got a new car so i couldn't look for their car that's normally trapped because it had a texas license plate but and i had a florida license plate now so yeah i just walked in and it was it was like darren doesn't have dogs oh shit we gotta go we gotta go <laughs> and these people probably were like who were those two girls I wonder if they ever tell the stories about, do you remember those two girls that come dressed up at our house one year? You know what? Maybe we became a ghost story. Maybe they're like, these oh, two girls hilarious. just came in and then they were gone. And we don't but know also, what happened to them. They should not let people they don't know into their house. I mean, maybe it wasn't the owner that answered the door. Maybe it was just like, oh, you know, someone's knocking on your door. We'll answer. Eventually we did find the right house. We did. That was a fun night. <laughs> it was fun. So each of us have our own little personal ghost stories that we can tell do you want to go first yes um this is a creepy encounter of a ghost that i call baby ghost because this ghost is probably a toddler but i never got any negative vibes from it or anything so i kind of liked it i think i feel like we got along first there was a footprint in our kitchen 
this is when we lived in a house in Florida and it was just one footprint. It wasn't many. And I took a picture of it next to my foot. I need to find this freaking picture. And I think it was on my phone that got the blue screen of death and died. Unless it's in one of my clouds somewhere, but there's thousands and thousands of pictures in there. But anyway, I took a picture of my foot next to it for comparison and I measured it and it was exactly four inches from the top of the toe to the heel. And it was footprint, just one. We don't have children and we don't have friends that have children. So I do not know where this footprint came from. And I can attest, it definitely was a footprint. She sent me a picture of it and I could tell immediately, like, there's your toes, there's it. your heel, there's the ball of your foot. Yes, it was a whole yes. footprint. And Ryan, being the voice of reason, said it was probably my own footprint, but it was just maybe I stepped in water or something and just happened to place steps in the perfect position to create this footprint. But the toes are smaller and the heel is smaller. Mm -hmm. That's what I don't can understand because I'm going to try to figure out an explanation for it. But anyway, the footprint was weird, but that's not the story. <laughs> the story is <laughs> that we were sitting on our couch watching TV and I hope I can explain how our house is. When you walk in the front door, it's kind of off to the side of the front. It's not in the center. You walk in and there's like a little wall that's maybe four feet long. And then you turn the corner into the living room. And then behind that wall is like where the couch was. So like you can't see the front door from the couch. You have to like go around this little wall. Does that make sense? Well, yeah, to me it does because I've been there. I know exactly what you're talking about. Basically like a little, I guess just a little area when you walk in the front door, you have to like go past it before you can enter the rest of the house. We were watching TV one night and I keep looking over because I keep seeing little white like flashes come like, it, like in front of the wall and then back behind the wall and in front of the wall and behind the wall. And I just keep looking over and I start like laughing and I'm just grinning. And I look over again and I start laughing again. And then Ryan watches me and he notices and he looks over and he doesn't laugh and I look over again once and then I'm like audibly laughing and then he says what are you looking at and I'm like teeny my cat who's solid white she was playing with some little toy and she just kept like popping in and out of my field of view and it was so cute and so adorable because she was just kept like bouncing back and forth and then I told him and he looked at me and he goes you mean this teeny and he leans back and she is curled up asleep on the other side of his leg on the couch with us Ooh. this whole time she was never out playing I have no idea what that thing was that I saw and I saw it clear as day and it was enough to make me look over there several times it wasn't just oh did I see the cat playing once maybe it was a little flash of something it was several times I saw her and it was clear as day to me it was well, and the fact that it didn't happen just one time, like it kept happening over and over and over. Because I see stuff, you know, lot. I see stuff all the time out the corner of my eye. It's nothing, but like it kept happening right. over and over again. That's creepy. Yeah. yeah. So that was really weird. And we might not think anything of it, but, and Ryan doesn't really do the whole ghost thing. He's like, mm, come on. Like there's, it's an explanation for it. It's not a ghost. Don't worry about it. But one day he was playing video games and he was sitting in the chair in front of the TV and he felt a little tickle on the back of his neck. And he looked around because he thought it was me, but I was in bed already and it was late at night. It freaked him out so much. He turned his Xbox off and went and came to bed. <laughs> he, he said, I thought for sure it was you. And it was something that I would definitely do if I just walked by. I would just like scratch the back of his neck mm -hmm. or do something. And yeah, he said he felt it so clear, like absolutely so clear. 
And if it freaked him out enough to make him not want to be in that room, then he probably felt something. But it sounds nice. Whatever's there sounded playful. I feel like it was playful. I never felt threatened ever. The cats never acted any different because you know how animals can sometimes sense Mm -hmm. things. Like I never, ever, ever felt any. If anything, I felt like it was kind of sweet. Yeah. Like every time something happened, it was like I had a little back of the neck thing happen once. I thought Ryan grabbed the uh, collar in my bathrobe and just like pulled it up. And I was like, baby, don't. And then I turn around. He's not there. So I didn't know what that was. But yeah. But no, I never felt anything bad from it. If anything, yeah, I just feel like it was kind of sweet. And maybe something's just stopping by to say hi. Just being playful. Or, I don't know what it was. But I, I felt kind of special, honestly. <laughs> Every time something kind of weird like that happened. It's interacting with you. So yeah, it wasn't bad in any way. It was just like weird. And I just, that the teeny thing. That me seeing the cat playing was probably the strangest thing that's ever happened to me that I can't mm-hmm. explain because I saw it clear as day. She was playing for a long time by the door. Something was there. But Teeny was really sleeping next to Ryan. I just I'm right here. I'm sleeping. It was weird. I have mine. What's yours? You know mine. I do know yours. <laughs> um mine's with I'm gonna talk about what happened to me at the barn. Oh gosh, this is weird. This wasn't really scary, but it was it was weird. It's not which one that you talk about. I'm going to kind of talk about two of them. Okay. The first one was with the little kid who was yep. in the riding. So I worked at a farm for years. I was a barn manager. So I managed a horse farm of 40 horses. And I was a feeder. I was an instructor. I was the barn manager. I was everything. Yes, I did everything. And there was one day I was up there, it was during the day, so we were pretty slow during the day because kids were at school, Um, we were busier in like late afternoon, evening, so it was early afternoon, the owner was out of town, so I was staying at the farm for her, and it was just me up at the farm, and a grandpa came up with his little boy, I think the little boy was like two years old, and just coming up to visit, they lived on the road, and you know, he's like, I just wanted to bring him up here to see the horses so I'm like well let's get him on a pony let's get him we had like this little pony named Cassie and she was old and she was great and like you could trust her with little kids so I'm like let's get him like I'll lead him around the arena a couple times let's like get him to sit on the pony um so he's super excited you got him helmet on his head always have to have the helmet got him like sitting on Cassie and so he could literally just like hang on to the saddle and then I would lead the pony around with a lead rope And we're walking around. The grandpa is um, standing at the gate. And um, he's like, the little boy's like pointing stuff out in the arena. We had a lot of stuff. Like we had these like barrels that we would use for barrel racing. We had a little ball that we would use for horse soccer. Um, We had cones that we would use. So he was pointing stuff out. We had a clock on the wall. He's like, look at that clock. Look at that ball. And then he points to the corner. He's like, look at that man. (laughs) I'm like. What? <laughs> and his grandpa actually I think now that I think about it, his grandpa had had have been walking around with me because he heard it too. And I look at him and I'm like, okay. And I'm like, look at that what? And the boy's like, that man. And he points over into the corner. Nope. And there's no man there. And I look at the grandpa. The grandpa heard it too, because the grandpa's <laughs> looking at me and he's like, There's nothing there. And I'm like, there's nothing there. But this kid is like very short. I'm like, okay, that man. So I'm thinking, all right. And I kind of like peeked outside as we walked past the outside gate. I'm like, maybe somebody 
came in. Maybe somebody walked around the gate. There's no horses out that day. So I'm like, he's not seeing anything outside. There was no one else on that farm except me, that little boy and his grandpa. And he kept talking about the man in the corner and there was no man in the corner. Oh, so, that's so weird. That I used to have a lot of horses that would spook around that corner. And we always just figured it was kind of because it was back by the back gate. And maybe they would like see something by the back gate, even in the winter when that door was closed. Like it was always like that corner. And we always figured it was something they were hearing outside. But then after that, I'm like, maybe there was somebody back there in the corner. I don't know. So there was that. We used to have the radio turn on all the time by itself. It would change channels all the time by itself. Um, not long after that, I had, I was in the barn by myself morning. I had just fed and I was in a stall trying to get a horse ready. And I heard this clang sound. We had metal gates that led out to the arena and there were latches that you would lift up like the metal latch that you would lift up and then push the gate open. And so like when you would drop that latch back down, it would make a sound. It was metal on metal like it was dropping back down you would usually hear it through the barn and I heard it it sounded like somebody had pulled that latch open and then dropped it back down and like I stopped and even the horse heard it like the horse kind of looked up and horse is like yay I can go outside (laughs) (laughs) again it's morning there's normally not people there in the morning except the feeder but I thought maybe somebody came up early um to ride in the morning so I kind of stick my head out and I called you know hello no one was there. That's weird. I walked the horse out, looked at the gate, gates closed, latches latch. There's nobody else on the property but me. And I tried to like, I'm like, maybe I had lifted up that latch sometime during the morning and, and it, it got fell. stuck. I, I tried to get it caught. I tried to see if I could get it caught to let drop and I couldn't get it stuck anywhere. It would always just pull up and fall, pull up and fall. But I'm like, I know that that's, I know that's the sound that I heard for sure. It was the man. It was the man. So then that brings me to my big barn story, which was probably my coolest. I'm calling it paranormal experience because I honestly feel like that's what happened. I remember it was a Friday morning because Thursday nights I taught a 4-H class and I was there till about um, usually 8.30. And a rule in the barn is if you are the last person to leave at night, you have to make sure all the arena lights are turned off. We know the barn closes at 9 o'clock. So if you're the last person out, make sure those arena lights are off because they're big lights, huge lights in the arena. There's three rows of them. There's three light switches. Obviously, we don't want them on all night because they get really hot. And also, that's like huge on the electric bill. Well, these so. switches, too, are not like a light switch. You just like flick up with your finger, right? No. And it kind of like the big breakers that you have to like pull down. They're breakers. That. Yeah. They're, they're switches. So they go from left to right, but they're the right. hard Big ones, yeah. They're not just like what you have in your house, in your house or apartment. That little flicking thing up and down. So it was a Friday morning. I had been there late on Thursday, and when I got up to the big barn, I opened the door, walked in, and realized the arena lights are on. So all three, all three rows are on. Which, and I checked the box. All three switches were clicked on. So, of course, my first thought is, crap, I forgot to switch them off when I left the night before after 4-H at like 8.30. And I stopped. And I'm like, no, I know that I switched those off. I remembered switching them off because I had been having a conversation with one of the dads of my 4-H students. And it was a dad I didn't like very much. And so, like, I had that memory of standing there 
talking to him, not Time wanting to, go, to talk get to a him, clue, turn out the lights, <laughs> which, and I remembered switching those lights off as I was talking to him. Like I distinctly had that memory. And I remember thinking in my mind, I'm going to remember I turned these lights off because I was talking to this guy I didn't want to talk to because I'm notorious for right. doubting that I did something and then it bothering me all night. There have been times I had come back to the barn to make sure I had turned a hose off or turned a light off or whatever. So when I did that that night on Thursday, I was like, okay, I'm not going to forget that I turned these lights off because I'm having this conversation I don't want to have. So then I'm going to, okay, did somebody come back up to the barn to find something at first I thought maybe somebody had come up to ride and I thought that doesn't make sense because between 8 30 and the barn closing at nine that's really not enough time to come up to the barn get your horse out get your horse ready and ride it's just one lap around and you're done (laughs) right so I'm like that doesn't make sense so then I thought okay well maybe somebody lost lost something in the arena I'd done that before lost my keys in the arena and have to like turn the lights on to find them again. So I thought, okay, maybe somebody came up. Luckily, we have security cameras in the barn and outside of the barn. Um, So I thought, okay, I'm just going to go back and look at the security footage coming from the barn. So we had three cameras inside. So down, one down the left aisle, one down the right aisle, and one in the center aisle. And then we had an outside camera, which shot down the driveway to where you could see cars coming up. So I remembered I had stayed a little later that day. One of the student's parents were late picking her up. So I'm like, no problem. I'll hang out with her in my office, which was like a little cabin outside of the barn. So I'm like, I'll hang out with her in my office. It was cold out. Um, Just, you know, we'll just wait for you. So I see on the camera, I'm like, okay, there's me and the little girl, Nevaeh. Like we're walking up the steps into the cabin and I see, I'm like, okay, lights are off in the barn. I can see the inside of the barn, the footage from inside of the barn. It's off. I didn't forget. And then I see, you know, the outside video, I can see car lights starting to come up. So I knew, okay, that's when her mom came up. And I'm like, okay, I need to kind of fast forward a little because I'm like, I know nobody came up at this point that wasn't her because I was at the barn. So I kind of fast forward a little bit, a couple minutes in the video. And all of a sudden, when I got to that point, the lights are on. What the crap? There's nobody here. What the crap? (laughs) And I'm looking at the outside footage and I'm like, there's me coming out of the cabin, getting in my car and leaving but the lights are on and I know nobody came in. I know this. Right. Cause nobody, no one was there. Came in. I mean, no one came in. in. The student's mom came up. She came up the driveway. She picked her up. She left. You see me like two minutes later, come out of the cabin, lock up, get in my car and leave. And the lights are on. So I'm like, all right, I need to watch this in real time to see what happened. So I go back. I watch it in real time watching. We're in the cabin, watching the mom drive up the driveway. She gets up to the top. like turns around pulls in by the cabin and then all of a sudden I'm looking at the inside lights and you see a flicker in the arena and that it always did that when they're kicking on because they have to warm up to come back on right so they were still kind of hot so they came on pretty quickly and like they flicker and then all of a sudden you see it slowly get brighter 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 full brightness totally bright in the arena in the barn and you see me you know see the student come out she leaves I leave, all the lights are on. And I'm like, what the crap? Like all of those lights came on. 
I see a cat, one of our barn cats on the video, like she goes and she looks, did it. like she's like looking in the arena, kind of like sticking her head through the gate. She's kind of like looking around real still. And then she turns and walks away. So oh, it was that's like weird. She was looking at something in that arena. And I'm telling you, these switches, if one would have been switched on, I wouldn't have thought anything of it. I would have thought something popped. It just popped back into place. If two would have been switched on, it would have been odd, but it's still kind of like, meh. All three of those switches were switched on at the exact same time. That's so weird. All of them. Same thing. I tried to get those switches stuck in the middle because the farm owner was like, well, you probably just got them stuck in the middle and they flipped on. And I'm like, no, no. I no, I turned these off and it takes effort to get them. I tried. I sat there well, and tried to get them stuck video in the middle. Too. Like, here's video of me turning them off and mm-hmm. talking to this other guy. And, and they were off. Leaving. They were off and they all popped on at the same time. And I never had that happen. That wasn't like a problem that always happened. It wasn't something where it's like, oh yeah, this happened all it happens all the time. Like we never had that problem except for that one night. And I'm like, I have it. Like it's right here. And she wouldn't believe me. But yeah, she wouldn't believe yeah. in you have security footage though. I'm like you have security footage. She just tried to explain that away. So, um, yeah, so that was, those were my biggest experiences where we swore. We're like, there's something in this barn. It's the man. It's the man. I was never afraid though. Same thing. Like I was never yeah. really afraid to be there. And I was always there by myself at night all the time. I was always having to lock up and the horses never seemed weird. They never seemed right. skittish. They were always fine. So whatever was there, I do know the owner's husband had died years before. So a lot of us kind of thought maybe it was him who was just kind of visiting. Um, Yeah, she he died right as she broke ground to build the actual barn. So mm -hmm, he died suddenly in a car accident. So we all kind of had a theory. We're like, well, maybe it's him. Maybe he's coming back to visit and just like check on things. Maybe he wanted to hang out in the barn and wanted his uh wanted some lights on. So, but yeah, that's those are my scary stories. They're not really scary, uh, but they're ghosty. So that's all I have. I think that's all I have for now. So happy Halloween, guys! Thank you for happy Halloween sticking with this episode. And we thought we'd just do a little something fun, talk about Halloween, just chat. Best holiday of the year. It is. Um, be safe tonight if everybody goes out. Be safe. Don't cause too much mischief. <laughs> Keep it legal. Keep it legal. <laughs> Don't smash pumpkins. That's mean. Don't jump little kids for their candy. No, that's also not nice. I had that happen to me too. Did you really? Well, I, it was um, my friend's neighbors. She had a, Her neighbors were all boys, and they saw us, and they tried to scare us. And I remember they chased us around a car, and I got mad, and I took my I took my bag and just swung it at them and hit one of them. So, oh my god! But I mean, we knew who it was. We knew it. It wasn't just some psychos trying to get us. But yeah, we knew who it was. They were just punks. They were older than us, so they tried to steal our candy. I'm like, I'm not giving up my candy. So I hit them with my bag. Heck yeah! So yep. So don't do that to little kids. That will scare them. So yeah, be safe tonight. Have fun. Enjoy the holiday. Tell some spooky stories yourself, and we'll be back to our regular schedule in November. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween.